Do I look fat? Black. Black. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. It's your girl, Steffi Kiss. This week's guest is an activist, Black feminist, and pop culture enthusiast, Alma Poundcake. How are you, boo? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm well. How is the weather down in sunny Florida? Sorry if there's a little hint of resentment in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm actually a bit jealous of the people who are not in the snowstorm, but still have snow. Um, But the weather down here is pretty good. I mean, some days it's raining and Mm. some days, you know, it's a little sunny outside. But our weather isn't all that great because the rain is something I hate. Yeah, I mean, I guess it must rain a lot down there, right? So Mm -hmm. there's always something, regardless of where you live, there's always something that you just gets gets on your nerves, right? I mean, I can't stand the winter. I think I'm just over it at this point. So I'm ready for a warmer climate for sure. Um, While we get into the show, I like to start it off with a little icebreaker. And what I do is I started off with a would you rather game. So I'm going to give you two scenarios. You let me know which one and why. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's about to be something crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, would you rather be Catwoman or Wonder Woman? Oh, okay. Um... It's a shame because I don't really watch those movies, but I'm <laughs> going to say um, Catwoman because isn't her costume black? It is black. It's like okay. black, like not spandex, maybe like pleather and very dominatrixy for the most part. <laughs> You're sure it's pleather and not leather. Okay, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> So basically, I think I like, because I think her costume is kind of cute. I don't know their powers, but, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I think because her costume is cute, I would choose her. She's definitely more sleek, right? And just more, I get it. I get it a hundred percent. Okay. So the next one is, would you rather babysit a couple's child or their dog? Child. (laughs) Child all the way. I... I'm not a dog person. Maybe Mm -hmm. in the future I would grow to be a dog person. Um, So yeah, I I would watch children all day. I love children. I mean, not all day for a few hours, but over a dog, I watch children. (laughs) I also feel like dog parents are definitely a little bit more overprotective than like parents of children. I don't know why. It's just like, you know, your kid can just get into some shit. And it's just like, girl, I don't blame you if something happens because this child is liable to jump off the counter for no reason. (laughs) Like, I get it. But like dog parents, it's like, what happened to them and why? And then it's like, it's so much money if they have to go to like the vet and all of that. It's a big responsibility. And yeah, I'm sorry, but this sounds like white people problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, seriously. It's a lot. It's, it's like another kid and an even more expensive one sometimes. All right. So the next one is, would you rather be super strong or super fast? Um, like physically strong, right? Mm -hmm. Super fast. Okay. And why? 
because I want to run who's Usain Bolt. How do you say his name? His name, he's so fine. I'm like, look at that. He running fast. Oh my God. Oh, yes. He's very fast. I don't know how fast he is, but he is a beast. Like when you see the, the videos of him running and like out running all the people that are already fast as fuck, like next to him, it's wild. It's like, why, why would you try me? <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. All right. So this is the last one. Would you rather get rid of one bad habit or get one new good habit? Get rid of one bad habit because I want I like growing and uh I feel like when you have too many bad habits or if you have a bad habit that is really uh detrimental to your well-being or like your productivity, I think that your good habits just um like your good habits aren't like really that good. Right. <laughs> it kind of cancels it out almost yeah. when you have mm-hmm. too many. Yeah, I get that. And it's always easier to, well, not easier, but it's more enjoyable to learn a good habit for the most part than it is to retrain yourself, like to not know a bad habit. Like unlearning a bad habit is so difficult. It's so difficult. It really is. It really is. (laughs) I'm trying to keep up with my debit card. Listen. Let's not even go there, okay? (laughs) Because the way my debit card is set up, I didn't know people not knowing their debit card number wasn't a thing. Like, I thought everybody knew their debit card number. Really? Yeah. And people are shocked when I tell them, I know it by heart. Like, it it doesn't even mean a thing, but people don't know it. So I have a problem and I'm working on it you know every day (laughs) do you know your debit card number by heart no girl because i get a new debit card like every couple days girl why that's that is a process i hate requesting a new debit card i know but i lose it so much honestly i'm just trying to work on it pray for me oh i just recently lost mine and I literally went like six weeks without a debit card just because with Apple pay, like, I just felt like I didn't, I didn't really need it anymore. Like I could use Apple pay wherever you could schedule like withdrawals from your bank. You just have to Apple pay your card. Like it's, it's very convenient, you know? So I don't know. I just got the new one yesterday. I was very excited. So now I have a new number to remember, but whatever, I'll get there. (laughs) All right. So now that we broke the ice, um, can you tell my listeners a little bit about you and what you do? Well, I'm fat and I'm black. Um, no. So, <laughs> so um, my name is I'm a pound cake. Um, I am from Sanford, Florida, which is a small town outside of Orlando. Um, I am a body image coach. I'm a fat activist. I'm a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm an editor for the Curvy Fashionista, the body politics column specifically. Um, I'm just a cool fat person. I love pop culture. Um, I talk a lot about pop culture and I'm an entertainer. Sometimes I also do stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, I did my first stand-up last year in 2020, and it went well. Ooh, Um, congratulations. 
thank you. Um, yeah, and I'm proud to be a Southerner. Um, so that's something I talk about a lot is being a Southern fat Black person. And yeah, I'm just happy to be here. And if you all want to learn a little bit more about me, visit amapoundcake.com. That's A-M-A poundcake.com. Or you can check out my work on the curvyfashionista.com. Oh, I didn't say one thing. I'm also the host. <laughs> On Tuesday nights, there's a show called Fat Tablets Tuesdays. Ooh. I'm the host for Women for the Culture. I interview fat people at 8 p.m. at night, and we just talk about the lives of fat people. And I'm also on their show called um, Ladies Night. So I do a bunch of things outside of being a fat Black person. <laughs> yes, books and busy. Listen, it's 2021, and I love to hear that. Okay. Uh, whenever I get an email, I'm like... Uh, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that there's opportunities still coming and people are invested in like not just the creative stuff I do, but also, you know, wanting to collaborate on projects to end weight discrimination because in 2021, there are so many projects that will be coming out that I'm collaborating with other mm-hmm. organizations on um, regarding weight discrimination. So I don't want people to just kind of see me as like, an influencer who was looking cute on the internet. I'm like, I'm out here doing the work. The work, and I'm right. Tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> doing the work, doing what needs to be done, getting the message. You have something to say. And that's also important. Like, like you said, it's not all about just like the pretty images or the curated posts and tweets and all of that. Like, yeah, that's part of it because we need to get your attention, but it's because I have something to say. Okay. Yes. So read <laughs> so, the caption. Read the captions. <laughs> yes, that's where all the information is. All right. Stop and read. Um, so we're gonna get into our first segment and it's eat your heart out. And this is where we provide my listeners with like tips and gems and things like that. And today, um, just with the change of weather and spring hopefully coming upon us within the next like six weeks or so, it's time, you know, to think about what are you going to wear in those months? Because I'm trying to get my life together. Okay. All the time. I'm trying to get my life together. And I just feel like spring and summer always like creep up on me, even though I want them to come so fast. Right. I I want them to get here. I'm ready. And I want to not wear 50 layers of clothes and look like a 90 year old Russian grandmother. When I go outside, like I'm, I'm ready to look cute. Right. But right. I never, I never planned what I'm going to wear in advance. Why? I have no idea. So I wanted to talk about jeans, okay? Because I don't know about you, and I don't know how familiar you are with like TikTok, but listen, they are coming for our skinny jeans, girl. Like the younger kids in TikTok. I heard the children got a problem with it. Listen, I don't have time. I do not have time. What type of jeans would you like for me to wear? Like I don't know right. if you. We come from two different parts of the United States, right? I'm Northeast, you're Southeast, right? So right, fashions were different and things like that. But I know when I was younger, it was not easy for me to find denim skinny jeans. jeans. Not even skinny jeans, just jeans in general, because like skinny jeans wasn't a thing. So it's like you had to find jeans that would accentuate your body but they don't make jeans that actually flatter or fit your body the way that they should oh my gosh I remember back in the day I always like my stomach used to always hang over my pants because they never had pants that pull all the way up it was like 
either they fit my thigh or they didn't fit my thigh mm-hmm. but they definitely didn't fit my pas at all and I've had a pas since I was a little girl <laughs> right you know in the early 90s straight leg jeans were a big thing but it was hard to find stretch straight leg jeans with any type of stretch in them like it was like they were denim purists back then and everything had to be 100% denim you know like the Levi's and they're all hard and shit and like you can't breathe in them um I'll never forget like I had to be maybe 11 12 years old and we were at like Bradley's or Caldor or some like little you know department store or whatever and my mom was looking for jeans for me and the regular size jeans, like they would fit my waist, but they wouldn't fit my thighs at 10, 11 years old. This is just how my body was, how I held fat, right? I had to get husky jeans just so they can fit my thighs. And then they would be like kind of big around my waist. And it was just like husky jeans. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so crazy how not only is there, as you said, like, there's things as minuscule as this that is weight discrimination, right? Like we can't even find clothes that can fit us or make us feel comfortable because not only are you doing it for people, you know, plus size people, but also it's discriminatory for people of color who are usually more bottom heavy than top heavy, you know, just the way our figures are set up. And I cannot go back into that error right? Like that was the early nineties. This is when I was younger. Then high school came. And like you said, I had all these jeans that were just always not high enough. And I know so many girls, and I don't know if you know this too, but that have like an indentation from wearing jeans super low for so long. And they just like cut their stomach. No. Oh, I, I want to do, I have that. I have like a black mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, on like on my on my waist here just like like I do with my bra (laughs) no that's I promise you that's probably what it is I know so many of my friends like even the smaller girls because just the way our our bodies are set up like to wear low-rise jeans you really have to have like a flat stomach or else it's going to cut you like there's there's just no way you're gonna sit down you're getting up like it's going to cut you in the place where the, the denim stops like there's no way to help that. But you know what I didn't like about denim back in the day before they became cute for us is that like every time I stood up, my underwear was showing just based on the way that the jeans were made for us. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to find a plus size belt. Oh um, my goodness. Yes. Remember that? Even it's now, I feel hard. like. <laughs> Even now. Let me want like a Gucci belt. I don't even think they make a Gucci belt that would come in my size like no but even just a regular belt I remember mm-hmm. when I was a little girl because I've been fat since I was like four or five years old I used to have to wear a men's belt because there was not a belt for me so while all the other girls was wearing the cheetah and the zebra and the pink glitter belt I never mm-hmm. got to wear it, wear it and that's also like another thing thinking about like the cheetah and the glitter when you're a little kid and everybody is wearing like mm-hmm. the pop, the Hillary Duff clothes, right? And they're wearing the Miley Cyrus clothes right. and you can't wear it because you're just too big. It don't come in your size. you can't wear the high school musical clothes because you're too big. And, and I say that like, 
I mean, of course they should have provided for us and they should provide it for young, young kids now, but wow. I just, even costumes, I could not wear. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I love Halloween now, but I feel like my love for Halloween came from me having to make my own costumes because if I bought a store costume, first of all, my supplies were limited. Like my, whatever I had to choose from was very limited. And most of the time they looked very cheap and poorly made. And I was just like, I have to make my own costumes. And this is where the love for Halloween came from, from because now it's like a whole project. Like I literally just curate my whole costume because of that, because they don't have, we just don't have the accessibility to the cuter, funner, you know, like themed stuff that smaller people do. And it's sad. If you had to recommend your favorite type of jean now, what would it be? Like, what's your go-to jean? Oh, I'll wear everybody's jeans. Um, I used to be a really big JCPenney's jean girl. Um, I wear everybody's jeans. I love fashion to figures jeans. Um, Cause some of them, like, I think for me, I'm five, three. So when mm-hmm. jeans fit me perfectly for the height, I'm like, we in it to win it, baby. Girl, let me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off, but do you ever buy like high-waisted jeans and they come up to like your chest? Because like, if you've ever ordered them online and you don't know how long they're supposed to be, those jeans, they're literally like from the crotch to the button is like a whole foot long. And I'm like, I'm not that long. No, I've only experienced that with pants, like mm. cotton pants. They never, like they, I mean, they're damn near at my shoulders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm telling you my chest bone. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's chest bone even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. You were talking about like up here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But at least you got the visual. But um, but yeah, no, seriously, though, the pants, I'm like, oh, why are they so long? But they're made for big and tall fat people. Right. Not the brand, but like fat people who are big and tall people. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with it for them. But I wish that some of the fabric pants also came in short in the ways that jeans do. Right. Yeah. I think that is something that needs to be done because I have this problem too. This year I've been wearing a lot of just like leisure wear in the house because I'm, you know, working from home. I don't leave a lot. So even though I want to get dressed every day, I don't want to actually put on clothes, clothes. And a lot of like the, the two piece items that I would order from like Shein or like Boohoo, I always have to like roll them because they're so long or baggy up top. So if they just had, if they just cut off like three or four inches, like we would be good because having to roll them is very annoying. And that's why they're only in the house clothes for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wear dresses every day in the house, outside. Mm. So I'm really not like a, I want to wear tights and sweatpants. Um, But I'm trying to get there. I'm trying, but. I want to wear a dress every moment, every second. Well, I guess it's more comfortable, but that's just, you know, climates for you. Like I can't wear a dress. Like I can wear house dresses because I'll have my heat up or in, you know, because I live in the, in the ghetto. Um, 
my oven on for my heat sometimes girl let me tell you so it's really cold today and it's like snowing right and I I I woke up at 4 a.m I got a lot of things done and at around like 4 p.m I crashed like I literally passed out on my bed for like an hour and I had the oven on and when I woke up it was like a sauna in my house I was like oh my goodness it is so hot in here like I have to crack a window it was it was kind of ridiculous wow that's crazy (laughs) girl it is it's wild um okay so for me I feel like the the best places I usually get jeans from are the gap the gap usually has a good like mix of styles so you can do straight leg plus a high waist or mid waist or you can do boy cut jeans um you can do boyfriend jeans girlfriend jeans slim cuts and all of that so I just like the fact that you can mix it up and then also mix up the waist lengths too because that's very important whenever it comes to shopping for clothes um Regardless of your size, I think you should have kind of an idea of what your measurements are. That way you can always look at the designer's measurements guides to see what'll fit you because I'm different sizes in different brands and different clothing stores that I go to all the time. It's never like, oh, I'm always an extra large or one X. Like that's, that's not a thing. So it's always good to know your measurements too. All right. So Hey y'all, before we get into the next segment, you already know the deal. I'm here to remind you of a couple of things. Um, If you hear the smile in my voice, it's because it is a beautiful day in New York City. It has literally been a beautiful week. I have been out every single day, y'all. I went through my front door. I actually left my house. Shit is wild. Um, So yeah, I'm just in a good mood. So again, I'm here to remind you to rate five stars. You know the deal. We've been through this time and time again. I know you've heard me say this on the podcast before. You've listened to episodes. If you haven't listened to episodes, definitely go check them out because guess what? everyone is doing it um no but seriously also leave a review let me know how I'm doing but also let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about anything you want me to discuss anyone you want me to have on the podcast to have a conversation with let me know put me on and then you know I'll try to make it work um also take a screenshot of this episode tag me in it on instagram everything will be linked in the description bar as it usually is let's get back into the episode we're gonna get into our next segment and this is hard on my sleeve and this is where we get a little bit deeper and talk about real life struggles um that we're facing and how we might manage them or cope with them in the future um so I know I know I'm super late and yeah I just watched Euphoria for the first time. Did you ever see Euphoria with Zendaya? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean I I didn't I watched it when I was at someone's house every now and again. Yeah. So it's my first time watching it, and honestly, I was I was more motivated to watch the show because of Zendaya's performance in Malcolm and Marie. Like, I just thought she did amazing. So I was just like, let me watch the show. Um, I had tried it before, but it just didn't catch my attention. Um, But this time I started watching it and it was, it was a great show. And I kind of wanted to talk about Kat's character, which is the plus size girl in the show. Right. And the reason why I kind of sort of resonated with her I feel like it just became cool within the past 
five to seven years to be like thick or voluptuous or fat, right? Like that, I don't know if I had a different experience, but for me, I feel like it wasn't a thing as much as like 10 years ago. Like everyone was still kind of making you feel like if you weren't skinny, you weren't in. Um, and you were always like an outcast kind of. And now I feel like in the age of like Instagram and and YouTube and just social media in general, it kind of changed the outlook of that. Like we're almost a little bit more accepted. What, what do you think about that? Um, so I think that's interesting, right? Like I'm a Southern black girl who like grew up around lots of fat people, fat black people. Um, one of my closest friends in, um, all of my closest friends in high school, middle school were fat people. Um, so, hmm. I, I struggle with like what was in and what was not in. I think when it comes to television, no. Mm -hmm. Um, but to me and my upbringing, fat people were always in, like, does that mean that we did not experience fat phobia? No, we did. I did. Um, but like, I think even my personal experience is different. I was a popular fat kid, Mm -hmm. um, like all throughout my life. And that's like a thing about being a, you know, an influencer. I'm like, was I, you know, like (laughs) being popular is like, not like a thing that that I have not experienced my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I think, and, um, like being big and identifying as a fat person, there's not a time in my life that I can remember. I did it. I remember being in sixth grade, my friends and I, we created a group called eat or die. And we, we were all fat, fat, black, and brown. Oh, wow. Um, and That's we were beautiful. around campus and dressed in the same shirts. So my, uh, my reality is in my real life, fat people were cool. Fat people were the most popular people. And we created that group, of course, out right. of discrimination. And also because we wanted friendship and share clothes and eat snacks together. It was cool. Um, but I think um, when I hear people say like it was never in, I think I, I know I know what people are saying. Mm-hmm. I I just think growing up, it, it had less of an effect on me because I had real representation in my life and I had friends who were fat, family members who were loud and fat. I mean, my uncle was fat. His best friend was like a super fat and he used to do like flips and (laughs) all these things. And at my high school, it was a step team and all of us were fat and I was the captain. The co-captain was fat. I created a dance team in middle school. I was fat. Everybody else was fat. And so- uh, I get what Cat really represents, right? And other fat characters on television really mm-hmm. represent because, hell, I didn't grow up with fat people on TV besides Monique. Right. That's the only person. Um, that's the only person that I can remember. But mm-hmm. besides that, yeah, I think that's just my take that I think, um, I, I don't think that Cat's role is unnecessary or any other fat role is unnecessary. I think when you, when Asking me, you know, um, did I experience that or see that 10 years ago? I'm like, in my real life, if that counts, 
Yeah, no, that's actually pretty amazing. Um, that's the confidence behind your size, right? So you had all of these positive people who even though they were fat, like it wasn't a thing, right? Like they were still able to be popular. They were still able to be, you know, the life of the party or, or whatever have you, whatever you constituted as fun at the time, like they were able to do that and show you that your body size really doesn't, there's no discrimination against that, right? Um, and it's interesting because for me, even though like my mom was overweight and whatever, a lot of my friends and family weren't like, I was always the big one in the, mm. in the family or in the room or whatever have you. And I remember thinking it even goes as deep as the way I walk into a room, like, and I catch myself doing it to this day and I try to stop it. I walk very lightly in a room so that people can't hear me walk in so that they don't associate them hearing my footsteps with how heavy I am. It's so crazy that two people, you know, like I grew up thinking like, I don't even want to, I don't want anybody to even hear me walk into a room and you're here like, no bitch, I am doing this. I'm the captain of this. I'm here. I am, I am fat and I am proud and I don't give a fuck if people are looking at me. So that's that's very that's very interesting and I love to hear other people's perceptions or perceptives of how they grew up especially being overweight and fat because everybody thinks oh because you're fat you're sad right or like you definitely had like a rough upbringing or whatever have you but you just told me you had you were you were popular in high school you know what I'm saying like you were fine yeah, I mean, like, I didn't went homecoming queen, but I, um, you know, but I was on a homecoming court. But I, I don't want to say that I didn't experience fat phobia. Like, no, yeah. I remember I ran for city count, uh, city council, city, a uh, student class council in middle school, and I didn't win compared to a white volleyball player. Um, and you know, a boy said to me, "You didn't win because she's hot and you're not." Mm. Um, and so what I assumed was it was because I was black and she was white and I was fat and she was skinny. And so I, I knew that there was like size difference, but having fat friends also played a role because I think that's like a pro and a con. I think you can also understand this as being a Latina, like um, you're told to work hard, work hard because of white people are expecting you to work harder right. or they already think that you are lesser. But having fat friends, we always gave our each other the fat pep talk. Mm. I remember when I first came to high school and I wanted to try out for the step team. The fat girls who were already on the team who were older gave the other fat girls who were auditioning talks and said, they're going to be watching you. You're, you're going to audition with six, ten other girls on the stage, but people are going to be looking at you because you're fat and mm -hmm. and I know that resonates with you as a Latina right and so mm -hmm. those I, I mean I knew that there was size discrimination um you know but I think the you can do this and you I think and that's a, a thing I think even right now like when fat people become uh more socially aware whether in high school middle school as an adult I think there's something that says work harder, work harder, work harder because right. you don't have the same opportunities that also sparks within you as a, a as a fat person. And uh, that was like put in my mind as a as a young child, which I'm still trying to unlearn that 
hell, I don't got to be perfect because their ass is not perfect either. Right, um, right. So there's some things I learned that wasn't good, that were as good. I know this is far from your euphoria question, but... No, 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 uh, that's fine. <laughs> I go into tangents all the time. I just like to talk about things that can spark conversation, right? Right. Um. So this is great. And it's funny because you said like, even with the step team, they're looking at the fat girl, but that within itself is kind of like, because of discriminatory reasons, like you, they want to see if she could keep up, right? Yes. Like, oh, she's bigger. So she can't do this shit. I'm gonna watch her the whole time to see when she fucks up. So it's like, you almost have a little bit more, um, there's more pressure on you to do better because you have to be better than the smaller people or the hotter people, quote unquote, you know what I'm saying? So right. That yeah, I I don't I don't want to ever take away that you didn't experience fat phobia. My thing wasn't even fat phobia. That shit was just confidence shit. That that all has to do within me. I really can't blame anybody for really making me feel that way. It's just, you know, life experiences and just things that happened over time. I just felt like I had to, you know, like dim myself. And she actually had a line where she said something like, um, all right. Anyway. So anyway, she said basically how she had to dim herself to make herself. She didn't want to call attention to herself. And that's something I felt, but having you grow up with a different experience to that is definitely, you know, that's interesting to hear. And that's very important. I feel for young women to have now to have this sort of what you had was like community. Right. And I think this is what social media kind of does nowadays it, it it provides a community because now I feel more comfortable being a fat girl in my own skin you know regardless if I don't because this is another thing I don't look like the regular plus size models and I also am not skinny I'm like in this weird in between where I can still buy normal size clothes but then not <laughs> like you know what I mean like it's just it's yeah. odd and sometimes it feels like I'm not embraced either way. And having been on social media and seeing more people who look like me, it just gave me more of a sense of community, which gave me a little bit more confidence. So you just mm. had that growing up within your community, which is amazing because I think we need that more in real life than just on the internet. We got to be the ones to give it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, even now, like I would never probably speak to you ever in life if it wasn't for... <laughs> yeah for social media so you know I thought you were gonna say if you saw me on the streets I'm like no 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 <laughs> imagine oh my god that would be just so fucking like I'm sorry what what did you say you wouldn't speak to me in the street like that's rude <laughs> all right so we're gonna get into our last segment which is my favorite segment and it's called are you dead ass right and you know I'm from New York so I always ask this question because I'm just always confused as to what's going on half the time um but before I get into my rant was there anything you wanted to get off your chest um I wanted to add to the thing that your skinny jeans um Refinery29 actually dropped an article, I think, today about the skinny jean conversation. So if folks want to read this article, I haven't finished it yet, but it said it's called What the Death of Skinny Jeans Means to Fat Women. So what the death of skinny jeans means to fat women, Refinery29. Mm -hmm. Y'all let me know how y'all feel about it, but it's a whole conversation 
about fat bodies and these skinny jeans. It's and a honestly, thing. <laughs> all this Gen Z just need a whooping and need to mind their business. <laughs> No, seriously, like TikTok needs to really settle down. Like, yes. leave me and my skinny jeans. And then they also have like a thing for side parts. Like, they don't like side parts either, which is like, I'm sorry, what? At this <sighs> point, like, do you understand once you've been parting your hair a certain way for a long time, it's hard to like not part your hair that way? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just happy to be old, actually, to hear. Young people call me old. I'm like, I'm an auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, but it's true. Auntie energy is fire. Okay. Like, yeah. leave me alone. I'm here chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not bothered in the slightest. All right. So was that your dead ass moment? Um, oh, that was, that was the question. I thought I interrupted. it. Okay. So my dad ass moment, what am I dead ass about? Okay. Tell me as someone who was a Southerner, what does that even mean? Like okay. dead ass? Like I'm, I'm telling, like, I'm serious. So it's basically saying like, are you fucking serious? Like, are you dead ass right now? Like you can't be serious. Like this is just some straight up bullshit. Like essentially. Well, I apply it to those Gen Zers. Are you dead ass uh, about the skinny jeans? No. Okay, what's going crazy? Um, mm, oh, oh, oh. Do you know who Kevin Samuels is? What is he? What does he do? Oh my gosh. Let's not bring him up if you don't know who he is. He's a hater. Um, I don't have that, a might... are you dead ass moment. I feel like that's like the Southern version of life. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. That's what it is. Kevin Samuels. Okay, I've seen him before, but I don't know. Anyways, him. he's a hater. Let's not talk about him because you don't know who he is. So <laughs> it, it's not going to mean anything. I, it's not going to mean anything. So he's a <sighs> I hater. I love that. Dead ass moment. I'm sorry. No, I'm that's just... good. Listen, let me tell you something. To live a, a life or a day without a dead ass moment is what I strive for all the time because okay. sometimes it's just like it's really ridiculous. Um, today, Ooh, I'm, now, when you said that, I got a mo. I got something to say now. Okay, mm -hmm. I got something to say. Listen, because I've been getting a lot of emails from white people in the month of Black History Ooh. to do free things, and it's like, are you dead ass? You're not even like a person of color, mm -hmm. like you have all the resources like people of color are helping each other like build up their platforms i am not right you know like, <laughs> right here to help elevate white brands who already have millions of dollars or you know the resources to get there have, mm -hmm. who are making six figures already or who are getting paid quality wages not only are women of color getting paid less couple that with queerness couple that with dark skin couple mm -hmm. that with really being poor in real life because some of us who are influencers are poor in real life right um, and that's like a conversation that needs to be had that followers do not translate to money so that means i am a poor black person so i can't do nothing for you for free in the month of black history especially okay right <laughs> like the audacity of you yeah the nerve yes. like not only are you reaching out to me during black history month but then you also want me to do something for free like that 
no, it doesn't. You could have waited for March 1st if you wanted to, you know, do that. Like at, at the very least, that's what you could have done. At very least. And respectfully, it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to hit somebody in my DM and I don't get like a lot of, um, you know, sponsored stuff or anything yet. Yet, I'm gonna say that, but- You gonna get it. I am. I am. You're absolutely right. But the other day, somebody hit me and they were like, oh, we have like this activewear brand, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, well, we can just provide you um, a discount code for the rest of your life. I said, I'm not buying. Like, why am I buying your stuff? Like, what is how we know you're going to be around for the rest of my life? (laughs) Like, get out of here. I'm not. I said so I said literally respectfully, I'm not doing any promo work for items like either you pay me or not like Bye. sorry <laughs> um all right so I'm gonna get into my dead ass and this one is just something that's kind of like been on my mind for a minute um I don't know if you remember the whole safari tweet oh yeah that he don't want to be with his wife no the other one so it was the the tweet said and he said allegedly that it wasn't him that tweeted it But apparently it says, the new millennium is crazy. Back in the day, you had to close your eyes and imagine what a girl looked like naked. Now almost every girl is naked just because I got to make sure my daughter is different. She needs me. And then he ended it with a heart emoji. And there's many layers to this tweet, right? Like there's the, okay, he feels like he needs to do better for his daughter, whatever that means. All right, cool. But then it's like, sir, I am not listening to someone who I can literally purchase his penis online. Like, Uh. why why is this a thing? Like, who told you out of all people to open your mouth and 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 think we had anything to you for you, like for you to say about naked women? But here's the thing is, okay, so not, not just that, but I feel like Safari, I, I really hate men like that because all of a sudden they're, oh, um, I think women should respect themselves because of my daughter. But like, but you have had a history of disrespecting women mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. And also he made a statement that like his wife can't have another child because of her body. Um, or like, he doesn't want the woman he's with to have another child um, because of the the weight she gained last time. Are you serious? That I did not hear. And that is disgusting. He is literally, uh, like it is what, first of all, and I'm not an Erica Mena fan, like in the slightest, I'm just not but she had a very good snapback. Like, I don't, like, no one is going to deny that of her. Like, she looked the way she looked before she had the baby. She had the baby. Yeah, she gained a little bit of weight, but it's not like she's out here. You're not a fat person. Yeah, she's still not fat. (laughs) Like, like, he's just so disgusting. And it's just like, I hate men like that as well because it's like, oh, now all of a sudden you can be a dickhead. You can treat women whichever, like you said, whichever way you want. You can dehumanize all of these women and make them feel like shit. But now all of a sudden you're fucking, you know, the savior because you have a daughter. Where was this energy two, three years ago? Like, what? 
what are we saying right now? And yes, people can change and all that shit, but clearly not because you're still tweeting this dumb shit because if you really did change, you wouldn't have this same thought process like at all. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. Give him some melatonin. <laughs> Listen, and I'm not either a huge Nikki fan either. Like she's cool. Like I'm not a hater, but I'm not like, what are they? Barbie gang? Nikki Minaj and I, you want to know something that's crazy? <laughs> Yes. No, this is true tea, true tea. Nicki Minaj and I have the exact same birthday. Okay, so and you're Sag. Got yes, Nicki Minaj's mom and my mom have the exact same birthday and we're all born the same month. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That is interesting <laughs> because, and this is get, I don't know how big you are into astrology or whatever, but it's almost like you and Nikki had the same, you had to deal with the same kind of mom personality, which is interesting. Like, you know, like that's the interesting part to me because like you were both, you both are born on the same day and you both have mothers that were born on the same day. So it's like whatever interactions that might cause, like y'all might've had similar ones. And that's, that's just the way I can't wait thinks. to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all might have that shit in common. Like, yo, my mom used to do, yo, mine too. And that shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls. So before we wrap up the show, tell my listeners where they can find you. Oh, same as the beginning. Amapoundcake.com, amapoundcake.com to participate in any of the workshops that I'm hosting. The upcoming workshop that I have is February the 24th. It is called Fat Phobia is a Social Justice Issue. That's at 8 p.m. The course is $15. You can also just go in there and see all my other workshops or a book for body image coaching. Um, you can catch my writing and all, uh, all my other posts on I'm a Pound Cake on Instagram. Again, that's AMA Pound Cake. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook um your dms just kidding anywhere um, <laughs> and if you want to work with me collaborate with me email me at media at almapoundcake.com y'all it's been amazing and this was cool thank you for having me no oh, thank you so much for coming on the show i really truly appreciate it all of your in information will be linked down below in the description so that my listeners can find you um okay don't forget to follow me on Instagram, underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S, -S, and the Do I Look Fat pod, exactly how it sounds. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast, and I'll see you next Fine and Thick Friday, guys. Bye. Bye.